Welcome to the Digital Brand Builder Podcast, where we bring you the best growth strategies from the world's experts to help build your business fast. And now, here's your host, Mark Fidelman. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Digital Brand Builder Podcast. Joining me today is Tanj Schwab, and we're going to talk about how to get guests for your podcast. You recall on previous episode that we did where we talked about how to market and how to have a great podcast and how to use it for marketing purposes. So today it's like, how do you get great guests? And I've got some great guests, but I, I could use even more. So very interested in topic uh, to Tom today. So uh, Tom, why don't you give us a brief bio on yourself before we jump in? Sure. So um, I'm in Kalamazoo, Michigan, which proves you can do podcasts and podcast guesting from anywhere in the world. Um, I, I'm the uh, founder and um, chief evangelist officer for Interview Valet. Uh, we're the largest agency out there that helps thought leaders, coaches, authors, speakers, brands get on podcasts that they're targeted, uh, that their listeners are listening to, because I believe the biggest problem we all have today is exposure. Uh, we could help a whole lot of people if they just knew we existed. Okay, so today, are we going to talk about how you get on podcasts or how to get great guests for podcasts or both? We can do both on that. Really, it's the same, you know, um, same sort of side of the coin uh, that we, we can look at that. Okay, let's do both because uh, I obviously have an interest in the, in the latter, and, uh, but the former is also interesting to me for other reasons. Okay, so, so let's start with how do you get on these top, like how do, how do, how do I get on the Joe Rogan podcast? Well, my question to you would be, <laughs> why do you want to get on the Joe Rogan podcast, right? Well, because, because bigger, five million downloads. Right. But it could be dangerous for a certain brand to be on there. I mean, he's got great downloads there, but is it consistent with your brand? Uh, you know, um, if if that's your ideal audience, yeah, that would be great. You know, there's more fish in the ocean than there are in a barrel. But if you're if your fish are in a in a barrel and it's a smaller podcast, that could be even more insightful to you, right? So if you're going for a older age demographic or a more conservative age dem or demographic, that's not a podcast you would want to be on. So with thinking about that, it's just not bigger is better, but better is better. And I always say there's three types of people that get on a podcast: the host friends their friends of friends and people they want to be their friends. Nowhere in there does it say cold pitches. So if you want to get on a show, uh, think about why the host would want you on there. You know, if you're already friends, that's easy. Maybe there's a common connection that they could introduce you. And that's really what we do at Interview Valet. You know, we've got lots and lots of relationships so we can introduce people. But there's also, you can do it and say, am I someone that they would want to be friends with? You know, what have I done? What could I add to their audience? You know, if all of a sudden you had, um, if you had a lot of followers or a book that thought Rogan thought was great or something that could help him and his audience, then that'd be a reason to get on there. So I think if you start with that view of who do I want to talk to and then why would the host want to talk to me? Yeah, I mean, that's excellent. I, I thought about obviously the first question, but the second question I like how you've broken it down into three three areas. Uh, so let, I always like examples. So 
my son's writing a book, uh, and the book is about he's interviewing billionaires and he's distilling those billionaire lessons down to uh, for teenagers. Mm-hmm. So let's say we want to start promoting the book now and getting him to build a community of people that will buy the book and share insights about it and, and, and so on and so forth. And, and let's just say podcast, getting him on podcast is one of the, the marketing tactics that I believe he should do it. I, I actually do believe uh, it would be good for him. So walk me through what you would do if he were, if he hired interview valet uh, to get on as many of the, the right types of podcasts as possible. Yeah, and that's one of the things we do a lot of is virtual book tours or podcast book tours. And we've worked with a number of authors that have hit, you know, Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestseller list. The key thing there, like you said, is start early. The best podcasts are like doctor's offices and restaurants. If there's not a waiting list, there's probably a reason and you don't a reason you don't want to be there. So start three to four months before the book even launches. And even if you don't have a, a copy available, you know, the finished version, you can still give them, you know, a, a finished manuscript uh, for them to read and to talk about. And so start with thinking, what do I want to accomplish with this? Do I do I want to do um, press so that I can use it for other things? Sometimes people will use the interviews and then repurpose them, you know, into blogs, into videos so they can put it in different places. Also, Think about what audiences you want to go after, right? Don't go on the same podcast over and over and over doing the same interview, right? So if it's Rogan's audience, don't go on every other podcast that is like his because you're probably talking to the same people. So pick out different audiences and be very strategic on it. The other thing that we always advise people on is don't do Groundhog's Day, right? Don't do the same interview on each podcast, right? Don't talk about the book from a 30,000 foot view. Pick out one or two things that you can really dive deep in. And you could, you know, talk about podcasts that maybe are career podcasts, you know, Uh, it could be podcasts where like eventual millionaire or we study billionaires, that people are already interested in that. The other thing to look at is often you will find that the audience is like the host, or aspires to be like the host. So if the host is a, you know, uh, a 65 year old talking about retirement, they could have a great podcast, but the younger people that you want to talk to probably aren't listening to that podcast. The final thing I would say is that when you're on a podcast, think about it. Everybody there has already self identified as an audible learner. And one of the things that we have seen over and over, over six years now and over 20,000 interviews is really that audible books or audio books sell well off of podcasts. It's really easy for somebody to go and click and, and download it and listen to it where it's a little bit more of a stretch for them if they learn through listening for them to, to buy a hardcover and then actually read it. I mean, very insightful uh, information around this. I actually think for my son's book, yes, the target market is teenagers, but I do believe dads and moms will buy it for their teenagers. So uh, there's probably an angle there where you've got dads and moms that would be interested in buying the book and, and finding those audiences, I think, are 
pretty much it's probably as easy as finding a teenage audience uh so yeah, yeah actually on um podcast you're going to find an older audience uh the data has gotten a whole lot better in podcasting now and it shows yeah. that podcast listeners doesn't really take off till after college age so you could target you know the referral people the parents the the teachers um the business leaders that might buy that book to give it to uh younger people but you could also take those interviews repurpose them and then put them up on youtube or video because the um the studies are showing that the younger audiences are more on video and then after they graduate college they start going more to audio very interesting I, I i don't we don't have time to dive in the psychology of that but it is interesting and i do believe you uh my son uh does watch video but he listens to it while he's doing other things but it is video he's not going to podcasts he's going to youtube listening to the video occasionally looking at it but he's doing other things while while watching, quote unquote, watching more like listening to that mm -hmm. uh, video. So putting the podcast on video, whether you do it or the, the podcast that you're on does it is, is a great idea. Yeah. And right now, 52 percent of podcasts include um, video and that's up from 34 percent in 2019. Um, and so with that, it's like if it has video, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk does his podcast. He has the video. So if you put it up on YouTube, is it still a podcast? If you see it on Facebook, is it still a podcast? To me, it doesn't matter as much, you know, produce in the way that's easiest for you and then repurpose it in the way that's easiest for your customer. Yeah, I, see, I don't do it because uh, two reasons, really. One is it's an extra layer of difficulty to kind of make sure that you look good on camera, your guest looks good, the, the video is, I mean, I might as well shoot a video interview, uh, which leads me to my second point is I do video interviews and I do videos myself. So I don't want to kind of corrupt my, my page, my YouTube channel with 23,000 subscribers with a video version of a podcast. So that's the reason I don't do it. Now, I understand why do, people do do it, I haven't seen the stats on what the viewership is if you put a podcast on a on video. I know Joe Rogan's always the exception. You can't really use him. But have you got any data around if you put your podcast on YouTube, you know, what what's what's the data around whether that's successful or not and I guess how you determine success? Yeah, I've never seen the data on that before. I mean, we pull all our data to know that, you know, 52% are doing video based on our sample, right? So we're the largest agency, so we track everything. Um, and each year we report that as a state of podcast interviews out there. But I've never seen somebody correlate when podcasts go up on videos. Now, as the data is getting better, uh, I'm sure somebody like Edison Research or something else will, will have those numbers uh, probably in the near future. Yeah. Okay. Um, excellent. Glad to, glad to hear that. Before we move to getting guests for podcasts, can you give me an idea of how you could market yourself once you're on that podcast? So you, you get on the podcast that you want using the techniques that you just laid out, or I hire interview valet, which I might do by the way, for my son. Uh, then it's one thing to get on these podcasts and if they're super successful, like Joe Rogan's, then it's, 
it's it's fine because <laughs> Rogan himself is going to market it and it's going to get a minimum of three to four million downloads. But what if it's just like uh, a podcast that gets 500 listens, which is still fine, not knocking that, especially if it's niche. But what can the person that's on the podcast do to promote themselves? It's really more about the right audience than it is in the size of the audience. You know, early on, I was on a podcast and I was thrilled. I had, you know, 40,000 downloads. And from that, uh, I was selling an online course at the time. I, I sold about uh, a handful of them and I was thrilled, but it was more of an ego thing. And on hindsight, I was talking to the wrong audience. You know, the, the price point was so out of their, their audience or out of their budget. And you know, shortly after that, I was on another podcast and I remember the host telling me I get 500 downloads per episode and I'm like, that's okay. You know, I sold like 25 to 30 courses there. So if you look at it, the percentage was so much higher because I was talking to the right audience um, and what you can do to really help move people from being a passive listener to an active visitor and ultimately engage leading customer is make it easy for them to do something. Uh, you know, I'm always amazed when people at the end either don't give a call to action or they give, um, you know, 10 different um, social medias where you can connect with them. Or they'll say like, uh, come back and sign up for my newsletter. You know, it's 2021, nobody wants another newsletter. So give them something that is tangible. And all of our testing has shown, uh, give them three ways to say yes a small yes, a medium yes, and then a heck yes. So, you know, like for your son, it could be um, a, a checklist, an overview, uh, you know, the, the crib notes or the, um, the cliff notes for the book. The medium could be the book itself. And then the heck yes, you know, if they love this, maybe it's um, a video course that goes along with it, or it's a, a, a gift package, you know, where you buy 10 of these for, uh, for people, you know, something like that, because um, digital marketing is different than podcast interviews. Podcast interviews are almost like selling from the stage. So you want to meet people where they are. Okay. All right. Um, wonderful uh, insight, man. You, you really know your stuff. And I love uh, supporting some of your statements with data. That makes me uh, feel all warm inside as a marketer. <laughs> but let's move, let's move to the getting guests. So, and let's use my show as an example that, that, that you're on right now. So let's say besides yourself, I want to target, you know, the, I don't know, maybe a celebrity that's doing their own product line. And I want to talk to them about the marketing tactics they're doing in order to drive sales. So let's just say, and I, I I'm not asking for this person, but let's just say it's Jessica Alba. Mm -hmm. who does a great job as a businesswoman and in her marketing. I don't know. And I doubt that she's in charge of marketing, but you know, she certainly will know what's going on with marketing. So how would I get her on the show? Yeah. And with that, it, you almost flip, flip it, right? So as a guest, it's like, why would they want you on the show? And then when you're going out as a host, you're like, well, why would I want to be on your show? And you need to communicate that very quickly. As a guest, you put together this one sheet, which is a one page thing that says, okay, you know, here's my picture, here's my company, here's my bio, uh, you know, here's the things I can talk about, maybe a picture of my book. And in that one page, you know, 
on an email, on an Instagram uh, attachment. You can look at that and say, yeah, they look interesting. I'd like to pursue this. You can do the same thing as a podcast host and put together a one sheet on your podcast that says, you know, here's the logo of it. Here's some maybe some reviews that we've gotten of it. Here's other big people um, that we've uh, that we've interviewed. Um, here are our stats. You know, how many average downloads we get, how many episodes we've done. Uh, it goes out to this social media and to put it all in one place there so that people can see, oh, wow. You know, this is interesting. This is this is legitimate. And, you know, if some of the uh, if you're a new podcast, you know, maybe you don't have that many episodes, but maybe you've got a big list or you've got a couple people that you can point to that have been guests that have left you good, um, good reviews. And so that sheet, you can always keep updating that. And also, even if you don't have a guest that's, you know, uh, you know, at the at the level of Jessica there. You can give that to them and it can help them prepare for your show because in there you'll say, you know, these are the people I talk to. This is my ideal audience. So they know when they come there, who they're talking to and, and how they can bring the most value. Hmm. Okay. So let's just use Jessica Alba as an example. Um, what would I do tomorrow to try and lure her on the show? What would be the kind of the first steps? Okay, so with that, let's go back to the the three types of people on the podcast, right? Um, friends, friends of friends, and people you want to be friends. If you just start mm -hmm. reaching out to her, um, you know that can be creepy. That can that depending how you do it, you could get a um, uh, a cease and desist or a restraining <laughs> order, right? So right. giving great value. So you know, um, make sure she knows who who you are. Um, Make some comments on her posts, repost that, you know, um, add value there. Uh, you know, if she's got a podcast, leave her a rating and review. Podcasters, well, we're all vain, right? We all look for our name and ratings and reviews. I mean, most podcasts, I think the average podcast now has 20 ratings and reviews. So if you leave one for a host, they'll know who you are. And so I was, you know, Vaynerchuk talks about, you know, jab, 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 right hook. I look at it as serve, 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 ask. So all of a sudden, you know, you're reaching out and giving a great, great review. And maybe it's a video review so she can actually see you in your, your background, you know, with your logo for the podcast there. Um, you share some stuff about her, um, help her promote. Well, now she's probably seen you or her people have seen you. Now when you reach out and say, uh, hey, we would love to feature you on the Digital Brand Building Podcast. It's not, it's not cold, it's not creepy. It's like, oh yeah, I know Mark. I've seen, I've seen his, his reviews and, and, and that, um, and it makes it so much uh, better. Um, talking with a lot of people that are either high-level guests or high-level podcasts, they don't want fanboys or fangirls or creepers, right? So if you come to them as a peer and adding value, uh, that goes a lot better than um, just, you know, a cold pitch. And, you know, there's a lot of lists out there that you can buy. Um, I get pitched probably two or three times a day to be on my podcast, but I don't have a podcast. So if you buy a list and it's got Jessica, Jessica's name on there, you know, that, that email is probably at, uh, you know, at blackhole.com. Uh, yeah. She'll never see that. 
Whereas if all of a sudden right. you, you go on to uh, LinkedIn and you're like, well, I didn't know Tom knew her. Maybe I could get an introduction there or even reference, uh, you know, hey, uh, you know, um, Tom suggested that I, you know, give you a call or something or, or reach out that you'd be great for the podcast. The other great thing is on interviews, often you can just ask the guest afterwards, hey, um, do you know anybody else? that might be a great guest for this podcast. You know, it's a pay, amazing what people know and, and, and who people know. And, uh, you know, uh, we're all, what, like three degrees of separation right now. So I guarantee you in this, in this audience that's probably listening, somebody knows somebody that knows her. Oh, I think so. I, I, so what I've seen with some of these celebrities and mega influencers, because, you know, I've worked with a lot of these big influencers is that they want to know the number of downloads. So their, their calculation is my time is worth X. And if they expose me to a hundred thousand people, it, they, they make this financial calculation. And if it meets a certain bar, then they do it. If it doesn't, then they typically don't do it unless, you know, like you said, they're a, you're, they're a friend or a friend of friend. They're, they're just doing you a favor. So what, what do you think of that? Have you seen that calculation with some of these celebrities and influencers? Or do you, do you, do you think that's not what most of them do? Um, unfortunately, I think there's a, a, a percentage that do that. And that's fine. You know, that's their business. That's their decisions there. The ones that I see are, are the ones that are looking and saying, how can I surround myself with good people, which just doesn't mean somebody a rung above me. You look at somebody like Seth Godin, um, Seth Godin will go on smaller podcasts. Now, granted, he's not going to give them two hours of their time, but he'll go on there and um, give quality there for a half hour. And, you know, they're promoting the heck out of that because they got Seth Godin on it. You look at some of the yeah. bigger podcasters like um, John Lee Dumas and um, Pat Flynn. I mean, Pat Flynn was voted podcaster of the year a few years ago. And, you know, he's known as the nicest guy in podcasting. And, you know, he'll come on smaller podcasts there. And, you know, even look at, um, you know, somebody like Tony Robbins. If Tony Robbins has a new book out, all of a sudden you see him everywhere. Um, yeah. He'll be on he'll be on every uh, local radio show for 10 minutes. I've talked to some of his people and they're like, he's an animal. He can do, you know, interviews for 12 hours straight um, and have them all scheduled up there. So sometimes it's, you know, it's not just the numbers, it's the timing of what they, what they have coming out. Yeah, that's a good, that, and you're right about that. The timing is critical because if they have a product or a book, more than likely a book, uh, they're way more likely to accept your invite because they just want to be seen everywhere from the same audience. So small, large, what have you, if they're being, if they're everywhere, then you're much more likely to, I think, buy those products just through the amount of impressions. So, okay. Well, uh, anything else that we didn't cover that we should have covered, Tom? Well, I guess the big thing is my Big reason behind this is, you know, I think today when people are talking about breaking through the noise, it's almost laughable because we're all just adding to it. To me, yeah, getting yeah, yeah. in on the conversation that people are already listening to is much more powerful. You know, 70% of podcast listeners listen to the end of a podcast. You know, um, I might get uh, a million impressions here, but on the podcast, people have opted in. 
they're listening for 30 or 45 minutes. So, uh, you know, my big thing this year is uh, the idea that I'm not one funnel away. You're not one funnel away. We're one conversation away. And you can do those conversations quality and at scale as a podcast guest or as a podcast host. All right. Well, with that, you know, Tom, uh, you've dropped a lot of good information here. Good value. Where can people, let's say, you know, they want to hire you or they want to work with, with your firm. Where can they find you? Yeah, and I would even say, uh, you know, I'm not here just to get hired. I always love that, helping people. But if any of this resonated with you, just go back to interviewvalet.com forward slash DBB for digital brand building. And I'm going to, you know, we talked about that small yes, medium yes, and heck yes. Well, here's mine. The small yes, there's an assessment, right? Ten questions you can ask yourself to see if podcast guesting will work for you. Medium yes. I wrote a book. It's called Podcast Guest Profits, How to Grow Your Business with a Targeted Interview Strategy. Uh, it's been called the Bible of Podcast Guesting. If you go there to interviewvalet.com forward slash DBB, I'll send you a free copy. And then finally, if you're listening to this and going, wow, that makes a whole lot of sense. You know, I could see how this could help me. Well, just go there to that same page and uh, uh, grab a time with either me or somebody on the team to see how you could leverage targeted podcast interviews to grow your brand and grow your business. Excellent. All right. With that, Tom, pleasure. Glad you're on the show. And um, let's talk about doing something uh, later on. Maybe maybe if you are working on my son's book, you know, our experience and, and we can kind of walk people through that type of a case study. I, I love those because it's real world it's you know a project that I'm going to be passionate about. My son is going to be passionate about, and uh, perhaps with you on the team, uh, we we uh, we make an even bigger splash. So, again, with that, Tom, thank you, and uh, look forward to talking to you in the future. Thank you, Mark.